Okay, welcome to episode 43 of the YYC Real Estate Show. We got myself Sebastian Shiraz and our guest today, Ryan Day with Calvert Mortgages. Is it Thank Calvert Mortgage or Calvert? Calvert Home Mortgage Investment Corporation. It's a long okay. term, but it's, okay. yeah, it's all good. There we go. What's your, what's your email abbreviation? Uh, abbreviate, I just Ryan at chmic.ca. So chmic.ca. So, so that's what it is, because I'm like, is that a play on CMHC? It actually is. So that was a really funny story. So that was one of the owner's um, kind of initiatives yeah. for choosing that to have it very similar to CMHC. Yeah. And then uh, legend has it is uh, Calvert was one of his favorite whiskeys. And that's actually okay. kind of a backstory okay. of, uh, of why it's called Calvert. Yeah. One of his awesome. favorite whiskeys. Kind of named it after the whiskey. It's the story I was told. When I, when I meet him, I know what to gift him now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But again, this is Ryan Dave. We'll be excited to learn a lot more about him and his career here in town, his experience here in YYC and everything. But uh, weekly update for everyone here. Uh, it's the 18th today, so almost three weeks in. Let's see what's been happening. I know there was 376 sales in the last uh, seven days in town. Uh, if anyone's interested to know more about Calvert and Ryan specifically, their website is chmic.ca. You can see here for those watching on YouTube and can see the video. Um, here's Ryan and a uh, little bit about himself. Nice photo. <laughs> Professional shot there. Yeah. So uh, weekly update. Again, like I mentioned, 376 sales. Again, end of December and January is the slowest time. Statistically, we were normally seeing seven to 900 sales and transactions in a weekly period. So now 376 is lower, but um, on trend for the stats. Again, low inventory, super low inventory as well. I think the inventory is 1757 is the active listings in Calgary right now. So just double check that for everyone. I'm just here checking our pillar nine, which is the, the back end for real estate agents. So yeah, 1758. So as I was speaking here, a new listing went up. I looked at this 15 minutes ago and it was 1757. So, so this one had just come up literally seconds ago. Oh, fancy yeah, one too. Oh, 3.3. Well, that looks nice. <laughs> what was it built? It's a new build, it looks like. Well, look where Ooh. it sits. Oh my God. Nice. Unreal. Oh, that's a good property. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah, I like the styling. You guys, did you guys see the price? List price? 3.3, yeah. I think. Yeah, 3.3. Yeah. Yeah, oh, 2020 build. Not bad. So, um, normally we also, with the weekly update, go over what's happening, what the trends are in, in YYC for real estate. Uh, we like to also highlight just the top two and the, the lowest two sales as well for for the last seven days. So in order to do that, I'll quickly show everyone here the last seven days. I believe it's probably Aspen. Wait, wait, go back real quick. Yeah, it said a thousand sales. I was like, this no. must be all over. <laughs> <laughs> Inventory 1,700, nice. 1,000 sales. That'd be concerning, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There, 376 sales. So yeah, Aspen, number one sale for the last week. 3,400 square foot place. And this one is in South Calgary, Marta Loop area. Another one that took only 13 days to sell. 2012 build. That area is just hot. Marta Loop, South Calgary, yeah. Garrison Woods. 
and Altador. Those are the three communities that comprise Marta Loop for those out there. And of course, all the Ontario BC yeah. migrants coming here that are unaware, like people will just say, well, I want to live in Marta Loop. Well, which Altador, Garrisonwood, South Calgary, they don't know. They think Marta Loop is just its own mm-hmm. specific area that you can punch in, but it's not actually in yeah. the subdivision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Five years ago, luxury listings like that would not sell so quickly. They'd have like a lot more time on market, right? Yeah, exactly. So lowest sales last week, people fought for this one. It's probably strategically listed that we've talked about many times on the mm-hmm. show. Sometimes you set it up for a competing offer situation. It sounds like that's what happened here. Listed at 119 and sold for 155. Wild. And second highest, uh, 179 sold for 160. Second lowest, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad for four slot. It looks like a nice build. Mm-hmm. So come on down. Still good time to be invested. I was in Okotoks earlier before yeah. I came here today, and there was two listed for one ninety four. So that's a good price for low condo fee, uh, two unit uh, property. So it's classified as a condo, but it's kind of more structured mm-hmm. like a townhouse. You walk in, and it's almost like a buy level. You walk in, you just take your shoes off there, and then you can go upstairs, kitchen, living room, bedroom, bathroom, and then downstairs is another washroom bedroom and uh, no living area but great price point under 200 yeah, yeah. are you noticing a lot of people move like within your your network down to okotoks or investors looking into okotoks i've, or a I've done bit more i've done city? airdrie cochran i've done high river okotoks um i've done as far out as strathmore recently so i am seeing calgarians cash in on the the high number they can get for their yeah. value for their property here mm-hmm. and then stretch their dollar in these other towns right because yeah. i was talking about strathmore they got a really nice fully reno detached property for 435 yeah right? detached wow. double attached yeah. garage fully finished yeah. basement finished Jeez. and uh yeah, no, i mean but if you go to places like cochran i mean it is still expensive not, yeah. not expensive i mean like the same prices as calgary with mm-hmm. rents as well you don't you rents are not any cheaper in cochran than they are in calgary and things are, I know one of my clients just rented a, uh, one of our previous clients just rented their basement suite for 2000 a month, right? Jeez. Yeah, so so rents there are flying too. I believe the vacancy rate in Cochrane is like 0.01% for homes. Yeah. Oh my God. Almost like yeah. Calgary's. And it's yeah. set to increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but now let's, uh, you know, quick snapshot of what's happened in the last week. We'd like to touch on what's happening with interest rates as well. But instead of us doing our research and showing you and telling you, the viewers out there, where to go to find these rates, better yet, we have Mr. Day here to talk about that. So please introduce yourself one more time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ryan Day from Calvert Home Mortgage. I focus uh, on the business development side. Uh, so working with uh, awesome realtors like yeah. you guys, uh, wholesalers, real estate investors, mortgage brokers in order to build relationships with them and essentially help. Um, the end goal of it is to just build more Canadian housing stocks. So we primarily support people who buy, renovate, and sell. Yep. Buy, renovate, and refinance. Uh, typically, a lot of them do duplex conversions or they're adding on uh, an additional suite or they're just buying something that needs you know significant love. They're spending you know, 100, 150,000 in renovations, right. getting up to uh, its kind of highest and best use and then renting it out or selling. And, Helping Canadians uh, in, in that sense, typically buy perch, uh, typically purchase dilapidated properties, properties that are uninhabitable and yeah, yeah. just yeah, exactly some some distressed properties and bring them up to market value and 
helping them exit. So that's typically what we focus on, uh, primarily in Alberta and Ontario. Like the company's been lending for over 45 years in, in Alberta, primarily Calgary. Mm -hmm. So Calgary makes up uh, the bulk of our business just because uh, the founder, Everett Keller, he started here. So most familiar with the Calgary market, Edmonton as well too, and then expanded out to Ontario uh, about three, three and a half-ish years ago. So still relatively new-ish to that market. Yeah. Um, but Alberta seems to be the place to be now. Like when I was yeah. first started at Calvert in Ontario, the market was just skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. Then it went down probably, I guess, like a year, year and a half-ish now. Uh, it's depending on the property type, location and community and what city you're in. Uh, prices are kind of staying flat, uh, tend to go up, really depends on, on the community. Yeah. Uh, but now Alberta is the place to be, specifically it's Calgary. Yeah, it's a while, the prices say. are still increasing. Right. Yeah. We, we just, you know, fought the nation trend and we've been having success in the last uh, yeah. two years, whereas the rest of the nation's seen their prices suffer a yeah. little bit. And which is why everyone's coming here, not only the relaxed rules and not a, no land transfer tax, no additional hoops to jump through yeah. with residential real estate here. So, you know, there's many reasons to, many benefits. to come here. Yeah, a lot of benefits and yeah. you're still seeing a lot of migration, right? So, yeah, it's crazy. Like we, a lot of flippers will do like the whole cash for keys strategy that, mm -hmm. that we led to and it's their landlord tenant laws compared to Alberta. Like it just, it scares me so much. And mm -hmm. even if they think they're going to get a vacant on possession, sometimes it comes with the tenant. They don't want to move for whatever reason. Yeah. They yeah. say they're going to leave. They end up not leaving. And the whole process and how much it costs and the, the procedure of evicting a tenant compared to Alberta, like it's, I, I don't know how people do it, to be honest. Like yeah. it just gives me anxiety thinking <laughs> about having to go through that process. Yeah. Isn't there even rules where you can't even have and own a vacant property? I know that's thing in Vancouver now. There's like a tax There's a, ta there's a certain yeah. tax for yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll charge you if you keep a vacant place, right? So mm -hmm. Whereas here, you can own and have an empty house if you want. It's your house, right? Yeah, yeah. The government's not going to bother you at all as long as you just make the grass cut so the city can't complain, yeah. right? But, yeah. So, uh, what... Have you always been here in Calgary, YYC? Like, uh, um, so I've been here for, I guess, the last six, six-ish and a half years. Originally from Ontario, uh, new, market, new market area. Um, but came out here for the mountains and, and cost of living. So there's me. My buddy initially moved out here. Uh, we all grew up together. Uh, so I moved out kind of a, a year after him. And then four of my other buddies came out here. And typically every other weekend, every third weekend, try and get out to the mountains. Just this, the cost of living and the quality of life that you have just with nature and so many things to do in terms of outdoor yeah. uh, activities is definitely, I find, what's so appealing and obviously why so many people are moving here yeah. along with the cost of living. Um, you know, 5% tax versus in Ontario it was 13% yeah. on, well, on everything. GST, right? Dude, yeah, it, it's wild. It's insane. Um, everything's obviously significantly more expensive on average, depending on what city you live in, in yeah. Ontario. Yeah, here 570,000 um, is the benchmark price. Yeah. yeah. So I think there it's what, 900,000? It, it's wild. Yeah. So I, I, I seriously don't know how people, you know, get ahead or yeah. get the down payment for the house and no. kind of make ends meet, especially the, the average person, right? Like you're, it's, you're fighting tooth and nail just to, to make ends meet. Well, you answered one of the questions we always ask each guest. We always ask, you know, your time here, your life here, experience in YYC, what's one thing you love and what's one thing, you, if you could change, what would it be? What would you change? So you answered yeah. already what you love about being here. And that's a very common answer we get. Yeah. Proximity to the mountains, 
having access to, I don't know what I want to do. Well, drive 45 minutes, you'll take a nature walk in, yeah. in a real yeah. nice area. So yeah. having that as our backdrop, the Rocky Mountains, <laughs> yeah. that's a big plus. But if there's one thing you could change, uh, what would it be? One thing I could change about Calgary. Yeah. Um, honestly, compared to the other provinces, like I feel like we are very pro-business. Yeah. So really congratulating just Alberta for being, uh, you know, pro-business. One thing I would change. Uh, I guess over the past few years, like I live in Bridgeland, so kind of yep. walk through each village from time yep. to time. Obviously nothing can be perfect, but I have found like the homelessness is definitely um, yep. starting to get a little bit uh, out of hand, which, you know, obviously cost of living significantly increase and no city's going to be perfect, but uh, would love to find uh, a solution or help out in any way possible in order to, uh, I don't want to say clean up the downtown, but like, I don't know, something that I definitely think it needed yeah. a little bit well, more attention was, and some love. It was highlighted quite a bit Yeah, for those last five days of that deep freeze, right? Exactly. I mean, I still were, was seeing people outside. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how like, people <laughs> can do it, especially yeah. the past, like, whatever, three, four days ago, minus 35, minus 40. It's Well, we bad. have uh, Brennan over here that's doing 75 hard, that workout regiment. And part of it is a daily outdoor workout. And during those yeah. five days, he was doing a 45-minute outdoor. Congrats. <laughs> right. to, yeah, give a pat on the back for that. That's dedication right there. Right. So, yeah. Jeez. No, no, definitely be nice. And mostly with the city growing, right? People are going to yeah. be migrating here. And, and the homelessness is only going to grow as an issue. Hopefully, mm -hmm. hopefully they're going to mitigate that over time or, yeah. or they can do. Yeah. I mean, that, that one shelter in downtown, I've really never looked into it too much. But, I mean, how many homeless people can they... Accommodate, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And is that meeting the demand mm -hmm. that we have? Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure that they have to leave during the day or something like that. Like they can't be in the shelter the whole day. Is that how that works? I'm not too sure specifically on yeah the rules yeah. And, and laws of what they are allowed and not allowed to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I used to live in East East Village area, and it's um, I know it's you know tends to be a nice neighborhood and stuff like that. But yeah, trying to find a solution in order to make the best situation for, for yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, just to go back, I was correct myself on, I, I guessed 900,000 for a median price in Ontario. It's 833,000 is their median price, residential home across the whole province. Again, Toronto's just gonna be yeah. way more than that, mm -hmm. right? But yeah, I mean, compared to us at 570, you can see why people are coming here. It's wild. I was looking at some of the numbers before I came here, just the east side specifically of, yeah. of Calgary. Like, it looks like it's increased like 23% year hey, over year. You were getting, a, <laughs> yeah. getting a detached in, in Forest Lawn for 290 and now it's like 400,000. It's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Not even detached. You might have a coming soon listing that's an attached home in uh, Forest Lawn for just under 400, right? Yeah. So there goes the numbers for you. Wow. Are you seeing more people just, I guess, attracted to that price point with how, I guess, not unaffordable everything else is, but with prices increasing, like that's the main, uh, I guess, product type that people are looking to, to purchase because I guess it's so close to the city. and Yeah. Well, I mean, for, the uh, city is so big. It's the size of New York, actually, right? Calgary. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so square footage. Relative, yeah, like, no, like, no, like, like, yeah. Yeah. Didn't so, know that. I mean, obviously, we don't have the population, but we got the yeah. mass. Yeah. Um, so what's been skyrocketing and seen a big uptick has been the condo townhouse market because it's what's becoming most affordable. Yeah. It took longer days on market on average compared to attached or detached homes. But we saw that trend um, go up in the last year. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, th that those two sectors really had a lot of increase. I'd, 
we both did quite a bit in condo townhouses where normally it's just residential detached acreages. Yeah. But uh, people coming from BC, Ontario, mm-hmm. they see a property they can get for three fifty. dollars yeah. A uh, new townhouse, right? So yeah. jumping all over those things. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to this. I have this one uh, client who was like, yeah, I'm looking to buy a couple uh, investment apartments, right? Around 300000 right? He's right? Apartments. From, apartments, yeah, yeah. And he's not from town, right? So I guess for him, that's a very good price, you know, yeah. to go into and buy some investment apartments, right? Compared to Toronto. I mean, you see, I've seen, I did, a, I did an open house in Montgomery once and I had this very young couple walk in. They're like, yeah, we sold our, our, uh, our, our attached property in, in Vancouver for about 1.2 and now and that wasn't a very good property but now they're looking at these beautiful new yeah. infills yeah. attached for like 800,000 900,000 in Montgomery and they're like oh this is fantastic well this is great and they still have money left over at the end of the day so yeah, yeah that's that's why they're coming their, yeah. their dollar goes a long way over here right so mm-hmm. yeah a um, little personal stuff I want to ask Ryan about uh, I read about you a little bit um, some hobbies and stuff. So I was really interested to ask you about your time in Thailand and you did a five day no speaking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would highly, I don't know if I would highly recommend it. There was a, yeah, would recommend it. Well, being yeah. in sales and like, oh, yeah. like, it's, it's tough to stay quiet for me for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Five days. So. Yeah, so me and a buddy were backpacking Thailand, and it, this came to the end of our trip, and this was something that was done by donation. Yeah. So we were really, this was right when I was uh, finished school, so I decided to do that for five days. You would wake up at uh, five in the morning, you would have bok choy with rice, uh, and the super weird thing is there was probably like 15 or 20 people, and just eating a meal with strangers that you don't know is one of the most uncomfortable, unnatural. <laughs> so he's like, each other just I, exactly. talking. no talking. And everyone's just trying not to make eye contact and you're just, you're so hungry. Uh, and it's just dead quiet. So yeah, you get that breakfast at 5 a.m. You meditate from five till 11 in the morning. Um, and then you would get your lunch and it was the exact same thing pretty much every time, scoop of rice and, and some vegetables. So it was all, all vegan. So you're um, meditating like 5 a.m. to 11 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, but you do it on and off. Like, I don't know, you do it for like 10 minute increments, yeah. take a 30 minute break, 15 minute, like oh, whatever you kind of. I was here picturing like you're sitting yeah, there. Like, yeah, just one Come full on. yeah. six hours. Yeah. That'd be intense. You'd be floating. <laughs> yeah. after that. The mental clarity I would have would just yeah. be on a different level. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you'd finish breakfast at 11 a.m. And then you would meditate from right when you're done uh, lunch at 11 to nine o'clock at night. So 11 a.m. was the last meal that you would get. You'd fast from till you wake up the next morning. Yeah. Um, it was definitely something unique, something something different, but really good. Like you weren't allowed any electronics or just talking to anyone. Uh, so I just pretty much wrote down, I think it was like 10 or 15 pages. It was just, you know, asking myself questions, yeah. understanding what I want to do with my life. Because you're um, only talking to yourself inside it, your head. Yeah. Time, exactly. Right? Exactly. So um would recommend it however it was just such a drastic change from like my typical diet and life uh definitely took some getting used to it like i think i lost 10 pounds in those th- those few days because whoa you were just not eating any food like you the calories were probably like 500 calories a day whoa. and you're not you have no energy to do anything so you're just literally sitting there or yeah. lying down doing a meditation uh definitely really unique it was at the golden temple in in chiang mai um, yeah, very unique experience. Do you remember the, let me just look for it here. So did like, what, uh, what was like the most powerful, like 
realization that you came to when taking your notes or anything that you feel um, like? So something like I, I definitely wanted to build the habit of meditation. And I think the key takeaway that I learned from that is everything takes a lot longer to achieve then you kind of put the expectations mm. uh, on yourself. Yeah. So I thought, okay, by the end of this, man, I'm going to easily 100% be able to meditate at mental clarity. Mm. Uh, so I've been meditating. I try and do it every day, like not perfect. Probably do it, if I'm being transparent, like two to three times yeah. a week. Uh, but I've been doing that since 2015. Um, and now I feel like I'm finally, after multiple years of trying to do it consistently, I'll get like 30 seconds where you actually just focus on your breath. You get no, you get no other thoughts yeah. uh, occur, but it's the time that you think it takes to achieve something can uh, typically takes a lot longer than, than what you kind of put the expectation on yourself. And yeah. I mean, that's something that's, that's, a, that's a super valuable lesson. Yeah. 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 Was, um, it, was it here? One of these? Uh, it was... Five day no speaking. These came up. I think it was the gold the golden Buddha. Yeah. Nice. Wow. It actually came up as like is that you specifically can go for that retreat. Yeah, you can yeah. <laughs> like this yeah. is what came up. Five day meditation stay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few a few different temples you can yeah. do it. And you could stay for as long as you want. So like after chatted with a guy there when we were both leaving and he was there for a month. Crazy. Like, oh my god, man, you, you're here for 30 days. I can't go back every to the Every day, jungle. yeah, it's just the exact same thing. Was he just ribs? Like, was he so <laughs> <Yeah, it's, laughs> Looked a little concerning. No, he he was like yeah. uh, Tom Hanks, cast <laughs> yeah. uh, The Wilson. end. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Classic. Haven't seen that one in ages. Uh, but yeah, would, would definitely recommend it. Still try and stay consistent with it just to uh, have mental clarity. But I find hot yoga. Uh, I was about to ask you, like, yeah. I was also on there about yourself, uh, you know, hobbies and stuff, what you're interested in and hot yoga. What's your favorite studio in town? Uh, so there's one called Yoga Nova. It works out really well with my schedule, really close to the office. Um, it was one of the most affordable as well, too. Like, I find you got, I know you guys are, are realtors, like, you're connected to your phone 24 7. Mm -hmm. You always need to be on your phone, yeah. uh, especially working in the industry. People are always looking for. Um, mortgages on weekends, evenings, typically when they put in offers in that. So it's tough to actually disconnect, disconnect right. and hot yoga. I find you get the mental clarity because, uh, it's just so hot in the room. Mm -hmm. uh, so you get the physical, the mental and the spiritual benefits as well too. Cause you typically lie down for yeah. five, 10 minutes after. So I find that out of anything is almost had the, one of the highest impacts of mental clarity, um, okay. working on, yeah, just, just staying in shape. Yeah, because you obviously don't bring your phone in. Um, try to go to the gym from time to time as well too, and I find even with that, you're still on your phone. You get distractions. Well, like I, leave, I leave it in the locker, and I tell smart. any of my friends that I that yeah. if they ever go to the gym with me, like Brennan, for example, sometimes like yeah. I forced him to, and like anyone that my friends, I'm like, this is your time. I was like, just mm -hmm. leave your phone. Yeah, I have text message, email, voicemail for a reason. Yeah. You're working out for one hour. You can take exactly one hour off, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you listen to music when you do that? Or like, how do you, no, you just, I go just cold turkey. Cold You're just turkey. all in your thoughts. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. No like music. It. That's no a dangerous yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. It's a dangerous place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, that's awesome. I'll have to thank try you. that. I'll yeah. have to try that. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing and everything uh, about that. Nova. Look into that for sure, because uh, hot yoga. I mean, you can go five a.m. as early yeah. as five a.m. Right? Yeah. So, and us, like you, you touch about on what you mentioned, 
about us working weekends and stuff. It's like we have to work around um, client schedules and predominantly our clients are going to mm-hmm. have the Monday to Friday, nine to five. So when can they go look at a house? When they can, yep. when can they discuss with you? It's evenings, weekends, right? Exactly. So we have to be available. You're right. But we need to draw the line as well. We have to respect ourselves and our time. I mean, kids, yeah. family, wife, your own, you know, schedules, the gym, hot yoga, yeah. getting out for a hike, yeah. whatever you want to do. It's like, you have to have a balance, find a happy medium. So um, mm-hmm. I think when you're honest and transparent, a lot of clients respect that as well. Yeah. I actually know if I'm working with actively working with someone, I do let them know. Uh, for example, today, like uh, when I was in Okotoks, we submitted an offer. So I said, I'm going to be unavailable from, you know, 2.30 to 3.30 mm-hmm. just to give the mm-hmm. heads up in case someone's trying to get a yeah. hold of me. So Yeah. Yeah. On that note as well, too, of something that I found has been super helpful. I think I saw it from Alex Hermosi, if you're, everyone's heard of it, yep. like turning your phone on that grayscale mode. Yeah. And then there's a setting as well, too, where you can set uh, where you don't get notifications within a specific geographic region. Mm-hmm. So I try and do that. Uh, well, I, I had it. I took it off because I guess I'm human. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't stick to it, but uh, I had it set where uh, when it knew it was at my house, I wouldn't get any notifications and that was super helpful just for mental clarity, I found as well, too, of just of not having the habit of, you know, for a second of, di- of, of uncomfortableness or just distraction. You feel like you should be doing something. You just grab your phone. We're, uh, we're so ingrained that it's like, yeah, we're, we don't even realize how, how addicted we are to mm-hmm. our phones. And it's like, try to do this when you go home. If you have to, if you're moving room to room. And you have to take your phone with you or you're like, shoot, where's my phone? There might be a problem. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm guilty of that. From <laughs> dying. Too, right? After hearing that, I like tried to make a conscious effort where it's like, I can hear it anywhere yeah. I am in my home. Yeah. I, yeah. I can leave it on the counter. Mm-hmm. I don't have to take it with me if I'm going to this room or downstairs or yeah, upstairs. You don't need to have a 30, 45 minute bathroom session. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You <laughs> <laughs> go on the toilet, you're just like on your phone, just killing time. Right, out emails. Just, yeah. Yeah. This guy gets all his deals. Now we know where he gets all his deals done. <laughs> I focus, man. Dude, <laughs> safe in. space, got no distractions. Don't need to leave for no, no reason. Yeah, I'm not going to ask him to use his phone. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, no, for me, yeah, what is. I found for my productivity this year that I've really like, been strict with is I don't take any meetings or book anything outside the house till after 1, 2 p.m. Mm, any like meeting, that. any showing, any nothing, I always book it after that. And it works with the clients. And it's been working for me. That that time of just like being productive, the sitting the entire down, morning yeah. has given me so much like mental freedom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can factor in the gym at that time. Yeah, exactly. Get all your calls and emails basically tee up your afternoon and evening yeah, exactly. to be busy right yeah so yeah you want to you want to call and make appointments and make sure you're busy later right but you're right you should block off mornings it's part of uh what uh, we i was training that the team as i was managing the team for that uh, 18 months is you know getting into the daily habits mm-hmm. of prospecting right yeah every day you must be prospecting because you might have business today you might have business tomorrow but you have something next Two weeks next yeah. month yeah month after that because in this industry as we know we're doing work today for a paycheck two to three months from today right mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. don't get paid until possession and everything goes through so I, f- I find a lot of new agents because i was helping them for so long yeah um guiding them through their new careers is uh they have to really get a grasp that this this is not only just a self-employed business or, mm. or job it's a 
you have to think of it as you're investing into a business. It's tough to separate yourself, but once you get that around your head that, you know, it's as if I'm buying a new business. So yeah. you don't just, oh, well, I have the funds to take the course and I'm now fully licensed. You also need to have funds available and capital there to kind of fund you towards your first three to four months mm -hmm. because these new agents, yeah, um, unless they have someone in their specific sphere of yeah. influence that's going to give them a deal, a listing right away, yeah, they're going to start prospecting and try to get business and might not see their first yeah, paycheck with the start three cost, to four months. It takes yeah. about $7,000 to become a realtor. Yeah. Yeah, with all the courses and everything. Um, so there's like that upfront cost and then also just the monthly fees and everything. It adds up for a lot of new realtors too. So And no income coming in. So yeah. your daily life, your vehicle. Which is what a lot of people are not used to. Rent. Yeah. yeah. So I always tell them like, you know, you should have about 20000 if you're looking to get into becoming a real yeah. estate agent. Have 20000 allocated. And so you're not worried and, you know, concentrate on being yeah. positive. Because, again, it's like I, I helped a few agents who were getting, like, really nervous. And it's been two months. They didn't do yeah. a deal yet. And it's like, oh, my rent. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have any tips for, for prospecting? So there's different avenues. And yeah. find your lane. So some people are really good at door knocking. Some people are really good at cold calling. Some are great at capturing uh, new buyers at open houses. Yeah. So there's those avenues. Um, I would say for real estate agents, that and then the age old um, sending out market reports and the flyer and stuff, which is kind of yeah. going away. Uh, it's going towards the, the mm -hmm. trends of social media and yeah. sending market reports on email or creating content like this and uh, mm -hmm. being being there in, in the forefront and in the face of people on social media. So find what avenues work for you as an agent. And so those, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. are, are the three when mm -hmm. you're prospecting. So. Get into the habit, like nine to 10, I'm gonna make all my cold calls. Then I'm gonna follow up with emails. Then I know I might have showings from mm -hmm. one to three. So in that area, I'm gonna do some research. I'm gonna go door knock before yeah. my showings begin because I'm in the area anyways, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. door knock, cold call, and follow up and email. And, and always touch base with your clients. I find a lot of these new agents, they get a deal done, they're so excited. So I'm like, well, are you, following up are you asking for a referral yeah. are you keeping in touch that's with really that, good yeah um, that's that buyer you know go and follow up and check with them and nine times out of ten you're gonna find out like things they didn't know as being new homeowners yeah. and stuff like that oh well this happened or that happened and mm -hmm. it would be nice for them to have you there to guide them because you should have all the contacts for any sort of trades any little yeah. touch-ups plumbers electricians you know house cleaners um, anything they might need in regards to home ownership. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why we're yeah, here. We're like not just there to do one be, deal, right? Might so, must be super similar to that as well. Just like number one, consistently do it. Like pick, if you're starting out, pick one thing. Yeah. One way of prospecting, whether it's cold calls or, or door knocking or something, stick to it. Open houses. Yeah. Open yeah. houses, stick to that. Right. And do it very consistently. Right. Because you'll gain a ton of experience and also follow up. Because I know that me, like when I started out, I would hesitate to follow up on relationships that I was building or people I already engage with and they ask mm -hmm. me questions and this and that. And I promised them a follow-up and I would sometimes not want to follow up because I didn't know what I was doing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just starting out. But the thing is, when I always followed up consistently, I would, you know, generate a lot more things, but I also learn a lot yeah. while I was doing it, right? So I know that was one of like the very bad habits I had to break out of when I was just starting is not following up with people I already engaged with. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've, I've, even in my leads list, I've called some of the people like, I mean, some people are going to be like, Oh, you're such an asshole for doing that. But I've called some of the people like 10, 20 times. 
you got her now, yeah. I feel like, just to stay top of mind. Being Until in they sales, tell me they don't want. Yeah. Being in sales, you have to have thick skin, right? Yeah. You have to be able to handle rejection, right? I mean, I saw a lot of new agents really shy away from the door knocking because it's easy to be on the phone and get rejected on the phone and hang up and on to the next, take a little walk, get some water, a coffee, come mm -hmm. back and make more calls. But it's very, very different psychologically for these new agents when they have to door knock and someone is rude yeah. or they slam their door in their face and read the sign, no trespassing or no solicitors. Or and if you, can, yeah. if you can, partner up with someone while, when you're starting. That helps out so mm -hmm. much. It makes it, instead of being like emotionally draining, it makes it yeah. fun to do, right? You can laugh about like people who get mad at you, but when you're doing it by yourself, it like it like it takes a toll on you. Yeah, yeah. Going door to door, be like, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I handed a flyer to one guy. He's like, is this photoshopped? It's like, <laughs> like the picture of me. Yeah. He's like, no, no, you know. I was like, yeah. was like <laughs> what a comment. He was like, he was like, he was like uh, <laughs> just close the door. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, thanks. Yeah. That was a that was a tough one. <laughs> yeah. But no, when you're doing it with people, if you can always partner up with someone off the start, it's really gonna make it a lot easier for you to make mm -hmm. those calls and and. And keep yourself accountable, right? Yeah, when yeah. I used to do it, um, we we choose streets and we do homework and research on those streets and we're not just door knocking and saying, would you like to sell your home? Yeah. Do you want to buy a home? Do you know mm -hmm. anyone? We'd actually, normally we'd like to do it where we have an open house in the area coming up on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll go on a Wednesday, create material, invite the neighbors to the open house. Here's yeah. your invitation. Smart. Please come by. And then also, if you don't want to, maybe there's someone, a relative, someone interested in the area, invite them to the open house. Plus, I don't know if you're aware, these are the recent sales in the last 60 days. Mm -hmm. Are you aware of them? What happened yeah. in the neighborhood? Have you ever wondered what your home's worth? Yeah. I give out free evaluations. Mm -hmm. And so having something of value, for sure, not, not there to just say, hey, hi, here's my business card. Please use me as your real estate agent. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Arrive with value. Arrive sure. with some information. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, cold calling, door knocking, it, it's all a numbers thing. I mean, yeah. out of 100, maybe you'll get one. So yeah. just remember yeah. that. And uh, there was this one cool thing. Uh, I can't remember who was talking about it. One of these big coaches online where he's like, make it a visual thing where it's like each call is worth 20 bucks or 50 bucks. Yeah, if you know because what transactions are. Yeah, because if you get one yeah. out of 100, that's like, you know, let's exactly. say it's 10,000. It's like yeah. each of those calls where you were hung up on or spoken to rudely yeah. or door knock, it's like, it's all money. So, well, you swore at me, that's fine. That's 50 bucks. Yeah. 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 I think, that was rank I think I saw okay, that. That's yeah. How, yeah. Do you, how do you go about prospecting for... So for us, it's really unique. Something so... Uh, an overview of my plan and strategy. So there's uh, a really, really handy tool called hunter.io. Okay. 70% uh, of our business right now comes through mortgage brokers. Uh, so this hunter.io scrapes the internet for contact details and mortgage brokers, realtors, yeah. uh, typically post their information all over the internet, right? Mm. Uh, so it's a scraping tool that we implement. Um, and there's uh, on a website, FISRA's website, um, it shows you all of the legally licensed mortgage brokerages so this in, here? In, in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. so you can go to each mortgage brokerage in Ontario, click on their website and it scrapes all of the people that work at that company that post their information. Mm -hmm. You're able to download it. Then you create an outreach, uh, automated an automated outreach. So you can send like five, six emails. Luckily, Calvert has a really unique product in terms of like lending to flippers and, and short-term lending. Um, so once brokers hear about our products, um, they're, they're actually really interested. It's done 
doesn't come across as spammy or yeah. as like, oh my God, why are you emailing me? Like get so many of those already on a daily basis with, with spam calls and spam emails. Uh, so it's something that we've tested out. We've uh, tested it with 50 to 75 brokers right now. And I think we've had two deals come from it so far. Um, so it's just trying to leverage technology and the tools and resources that are, are available. Um, obviously like we're more B2B than, than B2C, like trying to find, obviously people who sell their house, their, their yeah. houses or yeah. looking to list their property is, is a little bit different. Um, so that's something that we've just started implementing, uh, as opposed to me Googling mortgage brokerages, yeah. Yeah. getting on the phone with them, yeah. explaining my products, trying to get a hold of the broker of record, um, getting buy-in alignment that they see value in our product. Then we set up a presentation with their team. Typically you get like 5% of the team actually attend the meeting to explain the product. So this way it helps us scale a lot more efficiently. Um, and they're just able to use data a lot more effectively. Like you can see the people that opened the email, how many times they opened the oh, email, cool. if they've replied, uh, if they click the links within that email. Yeah. So we're trying to leverage data and automation in a way that um, help us make better informed decisions on how to prospect. Uh, just because brokers represent pretty much most of our business. Um, but then podcasts as well too, typically five to 6% of, uh, of our business uh, is from us going on podcasts primarily. Oh, really? Yeah, in Ontario, and then wholesalers uh, like Cash and, and um, have been absolutely phenomenal as well too. So they typically have the deal, we have the capital, and then our shared client are real estate investors. Uh, so it's just tying in other industry professionals with uh, helping each other leverage each other's expertise and solving the puzzle, yeah. the capital, the deal, the real estate right, investor, yeah. the trades people, yeah, putting it all together. Yeah, I follow, of course, and uh, real estate investors. And I met Daniel here in mm -hmm. person when he came into town. Uh, you were here, I think, as well, here at this mm -hmm. office. Um, so I've been following him closely since, and he gave a lot of great tips. We were literally just starting and did like two or three episodes when I met him. Um, and his podcast doing really well. I'm always quick to share his... Uh, his content, he always has really informative content mm -hmm. um, and it's nation driven. It's not just, you know, focused as here we're doing a YYC real estate show. Yeah. But of course, we like to talk about what's happening in the nation. So touching on that, we, we never answered. And at the beginning, we do like to go into rates. So my most recent buyers were able to get the best I've seen in the last week was 4.99 on a five year fixed. Mm -hmm. So a client was able to get that. There was a cool one going around a six month fixed for 4.5. But then after six months, you see what the market's doing mm -hmm. and have to lock into a new one. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's eligible for all of these things all yeah. the time. It's, it's a yeah. case by case, as you know, yeah. uh, client by client uh, situation. But what, what are the rates right now? We can check if you don't know, but I'd like uh, to ask so, the professional. Yeah, so we're really unique. So there's there's three different types of lenders okay. in Canada. So you have your A lenders, which are your big banks, yep. Scotia, um, CIBC, obviously the big banks, then yep. you have your B, and that's gonna be your cheapest capital, but the hardest to qualify. Yep. Then you have your B lenders, which is Equitable, ATB, Canadian Western Bank. It's gonna be a little bit easier to qualify from the A's, but a little bit higher. Higher rate, yeah. And then there's C lenders, uh, which are private lenders, alternative lenders, so that's yep. that's what Calvert is. Okay. And they're the easiest to qualify, but the highest rates. Yep. Each private lender or alternative lender has their focus of lending, and they assess risk based off of their focus of lending and attribute an interest rate depending on the risk profile in terms of loan to value, the location, yeah. what the exit strategy looks like. So we have a credit facility from some of the big banks 
So we borrow their capital, lend out their capital at prime plus 0.5. Uh, and then we also have people who invest in our fund, uh, mm-hmm. and then we pay them a return on an annual basis. Um, so our capital, like cheapest, you're looking at around, so obviously this is subject to change at yeah. any time, but yeah. looking at around uh, 11.5% with 25% down, including um, lender fees. Yeah. And then also on the high end, we have a really unique product where you only need $10,000 down to buy mm-hmm. a property if you're flipping. Uh, in Calgary, and that's eighteen point two five, uh, or sorry, eighteen point two four. Well, you, fully open. You, keep in mind, it's meant to be extremely yeah. short term. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So there's a time benefit, cost benefit. So uh, there's no uh, obviously yours are obviously <clears throat> short term, so they're open ended. Yeah, so right. you can pay it out literally anytime you know, next week, yeah. next day. Because you helped one of my clients actually. Oh really? Yeah, we we thought we had two deals fall apart, and yeah. the client was really upset and. I had specifically asked Brennan, you know, like obviously I, I know some A and B, but I've never had to help someone who's in a situation where you need a, a C and maybe a D, the loan shark. <laughs> the, the, the mafia, I guess. <laughs> but uh, no, so big shout out to you guys over at Cabra. You were able to help my client um, sell his home, knowing you have a firm sale, be able to move into his next home and then cover him for the... Uh, kind of transition period yep. so yep. bridge loan bridge financing so mm-hmm. yeah it was calvert that helped him out and was able to get him a, a dream home and sell his property nice perfect um, so it was perfect. great so and yeah uh, I'm, I'm actually i flip properties myself yeah right and i'm curious if i if i wanted to get a loan through you guys is it a property by property basis or like mm-hmm. do you build a relationship with investors but you, you can trust them or yep. like how, do, how does it work if i want to get started with you guys yeah for sure so we underwrite or like assess risk off two two categories so mm-hmm. it's number one the individual or the corporation okay so what we're looking for there is pretty much would we lend to this person or this or this corporation and specifically what we're going to be taking a look at is uh credit so i have a beacon score of above 580 um ensuring that you don't owe taxes just because there can be some obligation mm-hmm. if you do owe taxes yeah, you, you need to go through a worst case scenario foreclosure right. Canadian government always gets paid out first. Yep. Um, and then uh, ensuring that you do have actually capital in order to flip the property. Once we've kind of vet that, then the second part is the deal. The main thing that we're taking a look at is that you, you that your deal is profitable. So yeah. if you have a profitable deal, you're going to be making money. That's our number one criteria of what we're taking a look at. Um, outside of that, it's definitely property type. Like, so we really focus on single family detached homes on the lower end to mid-market price point, because typically from the company's experience in lending, those are the least susceptible to larger price decreases. Like we have Mm. a lot of people, not a lot, but a few who flip high-end luxury houses. And in Ontario, if you're flipping like a 1.5 million, 1.7 million house, uh, and the market decreases 5, 10, 15%, the price decreases are obviously significantly higher as opposed to your uh, mid price point to lower end price point range and then obviously the lower end homes typically they move the quickest there's the most demand for them yeah. um there's the most the data so whenever we value a property we're going to take a look at obviously the comparables and typically a lot more comparables yeah uh, in terms of uh, what's sold and what's active for the lower end to mid part mid market price point so if you have a profitable deal single yeah. family detached home we do do some condos and townhouses but uh detached homes is definitely the focus you have the capital for the down payment, renos, carrying costs. Okay, so you guys won't finance the renos. 
No, okay. no. Only caveat to that is if you have another property that you own with equity, then you can. We could, yeah, put a second mortgage on that, um, pull out equity from there temporarily, and either put that towards the down payment or uh, advance you funds for renovations, closing costs, okay. whatever the case may be. Mm. So, like, even using a, a quick example, this is just really easy numbers. Say if you had a property, your primary residence worth a million bucks. We can go up to 75% loan to value on that. So nice. 75% of that, 750. Say if you had a mortgage with TD for 250 grand, uh, or sorry, for 500 grand, then in that example, there'd be $250,000 in equity. So you're just doing 750, yep. subtract 500, and that's the equity left over that we're able to, to leverage. Say if you're going to buy a property worth a million dollars for easy numbers, uh, you could use that 250 as a 25% down payment on the other property, getting in with 100% loan to value on the subject property. So we would advance the full million dollars on the property that you're flipping because you have so much equity in this property, the down payment's coming from that property to okay. the subject property. Yeah. So you would get in with no money out of your own pocket. We'd advance a million dollars on closing. We'd be in first position on the subject property that you're flipping and in second position on the property that we're using as collateral once the renovation's done, you sell it, then we discharge from, from both properties. And it's a really common strategy that some real estate investors use within our network mm -hmm. that um, they own a property free and clear. They don't want to have to deal with the paperwork or the headache or the hassle of the big banks, even though it'd be cheaper. Like they literally send us purchase agreement, renovation summary, um, and we can give them funds literally next day wow. in, in Alberta. So. Kind of a long-winded answer, but no, I find examples oh, really great. help as opposed to just yeah. spitting oh, yeah. out um, kind of metaphorically, yeah, like yeah. this is what we do. It kind of using the tools you have. Exactly. Using an example. So, so yeah, sky's the limit for if you do have a property with equity and you just want to tap into that, especially in Calgary. Like one of my properties I bought for three fifty two years ago. I'm getting getting it appraised right now, but it should be worth like five fifty and didn't do any renovations to it. Mm, well, so just, just waiting two years to just yeah. wait at the perfect yeah. time. Yeah, about three years. It would have been three, three years, years in, yeah. in Capitol Hill. Um, oh great area too. Yeah like is half, it a big lot is it half two duplex. Lot? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So oh, it's half duplex. Half there. Two, yeah just just one side. So yeah. um yeah. Yeah. So sky's essentially kind of the limit. Like we have some people flipping in Calgary. We have one guy flipping 20 properties right now at once. Well, fi um, financing them all, right? It's Pardon? Financing them all. Also. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. So definitely once there's a relationship, a track record, you think know, I, they have I know where that is. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we have some people who, yeah, obviously flipping multiples. Yeah. Um, they have a whole, you know, contracting trades people under them. Um, but... Uh, on the flip side of that, in Ontario, with how the market decreased, like it has wiped out uh, quite a few real estate investors who bought too many properties at once. They thought they could sell it, you know, in five months. Five months turns into seven. They went 30% over their budget for renovations. Market decreased 10, 15%. Um, so it's, yeah, bitten a lot of people. So everyone always shares the rosy story of, yeah. you know, bought yeah. for this, sold for this, but highlighting. Uh, the some of the people who are you know on the other end of that like it's um, awesome to grow quickly but definitely managing risk and keeping yeah. yourself in the game for as long as possible as opposed to trying to to grow too quickly is something that I've really learned like mm -hmm. just working at Calvert I literally had a call with uh, this was a realtor in Ontario um, he bought four pre-cons in, in Toronto 
Um, he was in it for like 600 grand in deposits. They were all $1.5, $2 million condos. He was closing on most of them in, in two, three months. They decreased 15% in value. He was just banking off speculation that the market was going to continually go up. And he's looking at walking away of, of, of all his deposits because he just he wow. can't afford them. He, the market decreased. He was planning on just um, getting possession, listing on the MLS and hopefully making you know, a pretty penny, but, um, yeah, always planning for a worst case scenario. It's, it's you crazy. Have to, you have yeah. to. I mean, Calgary has been fantastic and I'd like to think that Calgary's going to keep yeah. growing with the amount of migration that we have here, but you always got to plan for that, right? Anything could happen. Yeah. I mean, if the whole economy of Canada goes down as a whole, so is mm-hmm. the, the real estate market for Calgary too. Like it's, it's, yeah. there's things that could happen, right? For yeah. sure. Yeah, so for definitely sure. got a plan for that worst case scenario. Do you guys like? Do you guys ever give advice for for flippers about how much they should be looking to make on a project? Ten percent. Yeah, yeah, really, really good question. So like, our minimum profit threshold is is twenty grand. Um, obviously, on average, we see a lot more than that. Like normally fifty to seventy five ish. It really depends on the scope of the work. Like yeah. some people, it's a common term called wholesale. Like you get one, you know, below market value. You're just literally clean. If it's a dilapidated order house, you're just taking out the junk, um, putting some, uh, I guess, lipstick and rouge on it, um, and then selling it within like a month. So obviously the profit on that is going to be less, but your time into the deal it is only like a month or two. Whenever we underwrite, we take a look at obviously the purchase price, down payment, renos, carrying costs, operating costs, uh, and what they think they can sell the property for. We have a whole formula and a, and a tool that obviously happy to share with everyone. Um, and we assess on a worst case scenario, ensuring that they have capital set aside for, you know, if they go 20, 25% over renovations, um, assuming that obviously the market isn't going to increase. Yeah. Um, if it, if they think it'll take six months, especially if they were a newer flipper, okay, let's budget for maybe eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. and as long as the numbers make sense on an absolute worst case scenario, uh, they're not stretching themselves too thin. Like they're not pulling out all of the money that they have. Yeah. Um, for 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 just the capital to invest in the project. Um, our company has literally seen like every anything and anything you could probably think of. Uh, the company's probably seen in terms of projects going well, projects going bad. So we share those insights, those um, learnings from the underwriters on the team, and then we also value the properties as if. Um, or sorry, like today's value and then as if complete um, renovated value. We have four analysts currently on the team. They're typically within like two-ish to three-ish percent of what the property actually sells for. Oh, wow. Mind you, it's it's tough. Like with the market skyrocketing, yeah. Ontario went straight up, it went straight down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so any insights that our analysts see in terms of, you know, the HPI significantly decreasing in a specific community uh, or a specific property type or if there's any marketability concerns like it backs onto a train track or backs onto a highway stuff along those lines we share that with all of our clients in order to help them it's just essentially make better financial decisions even though we would make money lending on the deal if it doesn't make sense for the client uh we don't want to do one deal and kind of be over and leave a sour taste in the client's mouth like if, if a deal goes bad so we advise clients all the time if, if the numbers look too yeah, good, like, like, hey, walk away from this. Mm-hmm. There's been some scenarios in Ontario where they just buy unconditionally and they had a, a massive deposit. Um, but if the profitability isn't there, we still don't lend on it. 
Oh, okay. Um, there's that some caveats if they have a high enough down payment and stuff like that, but we highly advise clients. Um, yeah. We do not suggest dude, yeah, no, dude, do not buy this. But then obviously it's tough, right? Like when it's a super competitive market, yeah. find the right property and like you kind of fudging the numbers a little bit to, mm. okay, I think I could definitely sell for this. Uh, I think I could be in and out in five months, but like, and that's going full steam ahead with working weekends and literally 24 uh, seven. So it's just being realistic and budgeting in, budgeting in a buffer for, stuff that comes up like people get sick stuff goes yeah over time over budget so um yeah all right yeah thank you that's yeah. great yeah <laughs> really really yeah. appreciate the in-depth answers and stuff and uh, it's a lot of value mm-hmm. learned a lot for sure yeah. about what you do and everything i was really excited to ask a yeah. lot of questions we met a few times but I haven't really, uh, I had questions, but I was like, I'll save it for when we're on yeah. here, right? About Calvert and what you do. For sure. Stuff. So really appreciate that. How can uh, everyone reach out to you and follow you on social media? For sure. For sure. So um, email, like if you have a deal, probably email is typically best. So it's just Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at C-H-M-I-C dot C-A. Company's Instagram is just Calvert Home Mortgage underscore. Personal one's just Ryan Day. Um yeah, we do like free consultations. We don't charge for anything mm-hmm. um, as well too. So we, we we try and provide a lot of education. Yeah. If, you're, if your clients are just looking for a property, uh, everything's completely for free with us. So say if you have a client, they want to flip a property in whatever, Capitol Hill, for example, as long as you submit us the documents, we don't need an appraisal. So we can underwrite your plan to flip the property completely for free. You have no money in this because we don't need an appraisal or, or yeah. anything like that. We don't charge to pre-approve you. And then if the not, if, if we value the property, it doesn't make sense. Then you just walk away from it. Yeah. Uh, so even if you don't put in an offer, we can do all this work underwrites to ensure that, you know, it looks like a decent deal. Yeah. How quickly can you guys um, pull that out? Uh, typically in 24 business hours. Okay. Well, yeah. that's quick. Yeah. Yeah. So we do all that. So like, I'll say 24 to 48 because We've just been so slammed lately yeah. with obviously how hot the market yeah, is and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, 24 to 48 hours and it's all for free. And um, I find that gives a lot of confidence with having a second set of eyes, underwriting and assess your deal from a company. Like on average, we look at around 100 deals a week. We only approve 20%. Um, do you guys so, come and tell them, hey, this is how much we think you're going to make off this yeah, as well? Yeah. yeah. We yeah, provide the whole financial analysis taking into consideration um, our fees, their interest payment, closing costs, realtor fees, their operating costs for property tax insurance, um, utilities, all that stuff, their renovation costs, everything's calculated uh, in that spreadsheet, except for taxes, just because that's personal. Like if you're doing it in a corp, personal personal income would obviously have a factor on that. So it really changes from client to client. Um, but it's net of everything, excluding taxes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> really educational. It's been great. Um, no, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely link your social media. What about social media? You never said something about Yeah, I said Instagram. Ryan Day. Ryan yeah, Instagram. Ryan Day on Instagram. Calvert Home Mortgage underscore on Instagram. Nice. Um, yeah, more than happy to send the tools that I mentioned. In, yeah, please. Uh, in yeah, the podcast here fired off to you guys and yeah if anyone has any questions some doesn't make sense um don't feel stupid or anything like mm-hmm. in order to reach out i, I explained what a mortgage is probably once a day to 
people so he, who are yeah. just very, yeah. very green in the eyes. Like, yeah. So on closing there, where does the money go to? Like, I pay, who do I pay? It's like, You're okay, I'm still a lawyer. Yeah. So more than happy to yeah, that's, help that's uh, people who are interested to get into the market. Um, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we can have a part two. I'd really like to like maybe make a, a figurative deal and like break it down. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Alive. Like more yeah. than happy, you could have a yeah. calculator up there. Uh, run a yeah, a mock yeah, deal line guys and yeah, more than yeah, happy we'll do that there. next time for sure. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Thanks again. Yeah. And uh, see you all next week. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.